Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Monday, May 9th. The selection committee don't give a fuck. The 2022 NCAA men's D1 college lacrosse bracket is out. And holy shit, did the selection committee do it again? Or did the selection committee do it again? I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic. And Dukes, you are going to be coming in extra hot today. Um, I mean, I can't believe what, what we just witnessed. It, it, it's debauchery. It's fucking, it's, I've never seen, it, it was highway robbery murder. It was complete bullshit. And the way that it was going down, you're like, oh, wow. Like Yale at four, that was higher than I kind of expected. Okay. Like, and you're starting to shake it out. You're like, Virginia's not going to, like Brown being in at eight kind of shocked me. I thought they'd make it, but not being in at eight. And when it got to the bottom half, I was like, holy shit. Like, Notre Dame's like very much on the bubble, which I never understood the bubble talk. I never understood the bubble talk. Um, I'm shocked. I'm disgusted. Um, throwing up everywhere. It ruined my mother's day. My mom's day is now ruined because of the fucking committee, those selfish little pricks. Um, I have a couple of quick takes that I'm going to get to later on in the episode, but this is the most upset I've been as a lacrosse fan in quite some time. In quite some time. Maybe since Max Siebold lost the national championship to Syracuse. That's how, like, that's how long it's been. This was pure lunacy. So, I mean, I, I'm assuming by now everyone has seen the bracket, but you get, you get six Ivy league teams into the tournament. Five of those teams are hosting a game. So you've got your six Ivies. You've got Maryland coming in as the one seed. That's not a surprise to anybody. Rutgers hosting a game. I mean, I don't think that Rutgers getting fucking like shit kicked by Maryland earlier in the season and then getting shit kicked again by Maryland in the Big Ten championship really has them deserving of hosting a game. But whatever, you figured that they were going to be two Big Ten teams in regardless. The fact that Ohio State gets in, the fact that Harvard gets in, and we have one, just one team out of the ACC in the tournament not even hope we got the two-time defending champs they got to go on the road to Brown uh and then Duke pretty pretty you know up and down season but they were able to turn it on pretty late they gone out of the tournament Notre Dame one of the hottest teams in the country right now ACC co-champion in the regular season not good enough Donna Woodruff said hey Kavanaugh family get fucked you're gone um I mean, like, just shocking. It's shocking. It's bullshit. It's legitimate bullshit. I like. I can't. I, I keep playing it back and forth in my head. I'm starting to think that this is just some bullshit. Like, I think that some nerd at one of these Ivy schools came up with the RPI, and they're trying to prove a point with why we should go to computers and analytics and RPI because there's no other way that you can leave out. One ACC school? What What are we talking about here? There's two I, shitty I'm teams right you, now. I've, I've I've said this before, and I'm I like people think that I I say these conspiracy theories like just to like make shit up. Not a fucking. I can guarantee you that the all the Ivy League nerds came together in the two years that they had off from playing, and they said, "Listen, we just missed two years. We got to make some of that time back. We're gonna show up in 2022." We're all just going to swap off on who beats who. No, like no one's going to 
run away with the Ivy. We're all going to like, everybody eats, you know, Penn, you're going to go on a run early. Uh, Cornell, you're going to go on a run early. Yale, you're going to get hot, you know, towards the middle and then come around late Brown. You're going to get hot late. Uh, you know, Princeton and, and, uh, Harvard, you guys are just going to be up and down the whole time. Like they, they figured out the perfect way to weave everybody into having a good season that they rigged the RPI in their favor. So now all these teams, they have good wins because they're all giving themselves good losses. And that's how you end up with six teams in the same conference. And I, they've, they've done them. They beat the algorithm for the RPI. They figured it out. And let's not forget, like, you, you can look at the Ohio State, which I think is fucking bullshit. You know, Larkin likes to talk about, like, the RPI and everything. If we're going off the RPI today, Duke was eight above Virginia, above Virginia, Brown, Ohio State, and Harvard. So why wouldn't Duke get in if it's just based off the fucking RPI? And then you're looking at Notre Dame's at 11, which is above BU, uh, which is above Ohio State and Harvard also. So, like, what are, we, what are we talking about here? What was the point of yesterday's game then? Like, if Duke won that game, would they have gotten in? Like. I, and I get the fact that Ohio State already beat Notre Dame, but who gave Maryland the best game of the fucking year is Notre Dame. Who did Maryland fucking shit pump tw- four times this year? They shit pumped Ohio or they shit pumped Rutgers twice, and I'm pretty sure Ohio State at least once. So it I mean, doesn't make fucking I mean, Notre, sense. Notre Dame loses to Georgetown, who's the second seed in the tournament. Maryland, who's the first seed in the tournament. Ohio State, who somehow gets in, and um, oh, and and Virginia, who's you know a two-time defending <laughs> champ. The, the, they finish off the season with six straight wins. They beat Duke twice in the process. Now, you know, you could say that, you know, two wins against Syracuse, not great. Uh, win against UNC, whatever. And a win against Marquette, not great. Like, so you can say that, you know, maybe they don't have to, like, again, like this, this, year. Is, this, this is, this is Notre Dame's fault for, for not scheduling enough games, I guess. But, I ha- but like, I mean, the, like, but here's the thing, like yesterday at, or so, yeah, again, like you guys are listening on Monday, but on Saturday, when we had that final game of the ACC season with Notre Dame and Duke, I start seeing people on Twitter talking about how, you know, if, you know, if, if Notre Dame gets left out of the tournament, we riot. And I I'm thinking to myself, like, well, like, yeah, but like, there's no fucking way that that's possible to happen anyway. Like, what are we even talking about if Notre Dame doesn't get into the tournament? I figured that those six wins that they rattled off at the end of the season, plus the fact that they only lost the tournament teams, I was like, there's no chance that they're not in the tournament. And then Donna Woodruff and the selection committee just comes out on Sunday night with the dagger. Um, I mean, just, just insane. If you look... <laughs> If you look at Maryland's schedule after the Notre Dame game, like the Notre Dame game was by far their closest game of the year. Like they were the, it's crazy. It's just crazy when you, you, when I look at it, there was probably in my head, and this is just my opinion. Like I know people are probably going to say like Georgetown could win it all, whatever. And now like, I think they're, it's wide open to a degree. But I mean, if you look asking me before the selection show, like who do you think is going to win the national championship? I was going to pick Notre Dame, obviously, but like that was very unbiased. I was like, depending on the draw, like I legitimately think Notre Dame could win the national championship right now. And I don't think that's crazy. Like, I mean, you've, you've, you've got, the you've, you've got a, you've got a great goalie. You've got quality faceoff. You've got good polls. You've got the Kavanaugh. So anytime that they're not scoring, they're going to ride the ball back and get it back. So. And Jake Taylor plugs into that lineup. You know, I think he probably filled in for Griffin Westland, who was like a starter last year, quality player. Like the offense was just clicking. Like they were the hottest team in America. So I looked at it at this coming in. I was like, all right, like I wouldn't, I'd 
Notre Dame can win it. Maryland obviously can win it. Virginia, I'd never count out. And I would even fucking throw Duke into that ring. Like, I genuinely don't believe, like, I'm not saying that five Ivy shouldn't have gotten in. I'm saying that fucking, you're telling me that Harvard right now? And you, I sucked Harvard's dick all fucking year long. Like, I was one of their biggest supporters. And now I'm fucking pissed off. Like, good for Jerry Byrne and everything. But this is absolute bullshit. This is lunacy. If Stephen A. Smith covered college across, he'd be throwing fucking fits right now. I mean, so you, I mean, you, you look at, you look at Harvard's wins, right? So they have a, a win over Princeton, uh, Colgate, not a good win. Dartmouth, not a good win. BU. Yeah. Fine. Decent win. Brown. Good win. Michigan. Not a good win. Fairfield. Not a good win. NJIT. The fact that that was even on the schedule is like laughable. Yeah. So like, I mean, again, like that is that, that Did they even watch I, across. Well, like, so I don't believe the that thing. Donna Woodruff watched the fucking game. That oh. fucking bitch. I want a fucking, I want her name. I want her name. I want her address. I would go there right now and be like, show me the film. Show me which games you watched. Cause I what think, the fuck is she? I know that she didn't. I know it's someone fucking else and she's a scapegoat. I know that it, it pisses me off though. Like I want to go to her house and be like, show me, show me the people that you're protecting. Show me the people that you're protecting. Cause I know that they just sent you out in the dark and were like, you had to take the bullets for us. I mean, there is absolutely no way that the eye test was used whatsoever in in anything no. that happened here. No so, chance in hell that there was any eye test. This was strictly looking at schedule. You know, I, I bet I bet that Donna Woodruff didn't know more than six teams that were like up for the tournament before Sunday afternoon. And look, if you like, I get it. Cuse and UNC sucked. Like we we were saying that it's not like we're like hot, like saying like oh the ACC was spectacular this year. I think that there was three really good teams in the ACC. But if you're telling me for like five years past, like in the past five years and from five years from now, would every single team want to schedule Syracuse and UNC? I'd probably say no. I'd probably say that everyone would say that's gonna that's a good tough game. That would be a tough game that I wouldn't really want to necessarily play. So, like, the fact that they're getting hurt for playing in-conference team this year is bullshit. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. I already said I, I legitimately think that this is, like, nerds trying to prove a point with the RPI, which they're not even proving a point because Notre Dame and Duke are higher than their fucking teams that they put in. So that's fucking bullshit. And then, like, Duke, Duke in the RPI is higher than Brown. So what are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about? I, I, like, do they count the RPI? Is it not the RPI? Like, what the fuck do they go off of? Second point, I think that they are purposely hurting the ACC for not having a tournament this year. And I think that – Well, so they, they didn't have a tournament last year. Last year, not? but – Yeah. No, but, like, the Ivies didn't play, so, like, it didn't really matter too much. I firmly believe that they were punishing the ACC for not having a tournament because, you know, they can't get the automatic qualifier because they only have five teams. But I do think that they were like, you guys thought you could get away without having a tournament. Like, no, you're not going to get this by us. Like, we're, we're not only going to let one just, of you just guys. A, just a quick little, quick little pee-pee slap to the ACC. They said, hey, listen here, cowboy. Um, no, I, I, that, I mean, that, I think that that's definitely a possibility. Um, really, what's interesting is, so what, the ACC, they just need one more team, right, to get the AQ. They, they would need a sixth team. It's interesting how – the clear front runner for the, for championship Monday, the Maryland Terrapins used to be in the ACC. Do you think that they had left the ACC on purpose just because when did they leave the ACC? That, that probably would have been like, what? That like was 20, like the, 2010, like 
maybe yeah, like a, 2011, like 20, it was like 2011. So like, so like maybe, maybe they thought maybe this is the long con. Maybe they knew, Hey, like 10, 11 years from now, we're just going to be absolutely filthy. Uh, and not only are we going to be winning a national championship, but we're going to leave the rest of the ACC at home to watch it. And you know, and you put aside, put aside the bullshit that it was only letting one ACC team in. If you're looking at how they set up the brackets, I mean, what are we, do- what are we doing putting Virginia and Maryland matching up in the quarterfinals? Like, whoa, 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 Rock- whoa, I'll say this. whoa, 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 that's what? Larkin. Mark this down right now. I, I, right, Larkin, I, I know you're listening right now. You just made the list, dudes, because the fact that you just good, immediately good, assumed good, that good, it's Maryland good, versus, good, good. versus, yeah. 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 I know. I, I'm going to assume Virginia's going to put on a fucking whoop cast. They are going to whoop the shit out of Brown. So you whoop think the shit out of Brown. So you think that Lars, I see, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that Lars Tiffany goes back to Brown and then comes out of there with a win. Who built that? Who, who built up back that, who built back up that program? But, but I feel like now if, if Brown had to go down to Charlottesville and play Virginia. I think that Lars comes out on that one on top, but like to go back to like your childhood home basically. And now like, and now he he's got like someone, someone new sleeping in his bed and now he has to go sleep in the guest bedroom. It's not going to end well for him there. He knows all the corners. He knows, he knows what guest room has the most comfortable bed. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think that that's a, that's a real dicey one for Virginia. Um, but either way, right, I mean, there. but, but, but even like, regardless, you, you look at that. And if I'm, you know, if, if I'm Maryland, I'm like, all right, so one, well, all right, obviously things didn't go Brown's way in the, uh, in the Ivy league tournament, but up until that point, Brown was also one of the hottest teams in the nation. So regardless, like Maryland's either going to have, one of the teams that was the hottest to end the regular season or the two time defending champs in the quarterfinals. When, I mean, you look around the rest of the, uh, you know, the rest of the tournament, like, I don't know, like, like you, I guess they wouldn't want to have like a big 10 showdown in the quarterfinals, but you could do the Rutgers Harvard. Uh, no, nah, well, I guess you couldn't because Rutgers is going to be six regardless, but either way, like you could put Harvard there. I think that now, cause then you have two Ivies. Uh, I mean, this Brown B, the- Brown BU would have been probably what it would have been a little bit better for, for Maryland fans to look at. Um, if you're going to put six teams in the fucking tournament in the obvious, though, they're going to have to match up at some point, like having them playing the first round is not the worst thing. Like if I, if I'm Virginia and I'm definitely rooting for Virginia in this tournament, I'm not going to hide that. I'm definitely rooting for Virginia. If I'm the committee, I get why you want to see that potential matchup, the potential matchup, but why, why wouldn't you put Virginia against the Cornell or Virginia against Harvard? I'd rather play Rutgers than Brown than Maryland. Like I'd rather play Penn or Richmond, whatever. Like it, the way they matched it up, it had to be the miles thing. Like the mileage thing that Larkin kind of alluded to. Um, I mean, Virginia and, and so Charlottesville and Providence aren't necessarily that, that close together. No, but I don't know why else. Like, I don't know why else. Like, are they doing it for the Long Island, Columbus, Ohio factor? Or like, I mean, I, I, I think for Virginia that like, obviously they weren't going to get the draw again. Like, like other than Maryland, I think that that is probably like the toughest draw for them. 
Like I, I, I think they go to Princeton. I think they beat the balls off of Princeton. I think that they play against Yale. Like they, they already beat Yale in a, in a national championship before. Uh, yeah. So, you know, maybe like they have that upper, just the, the, the mental uh, ed, edge in that one. I think, uh, I mean, I, I think that Penn's a really dangerous team. I think that Penn, when they're, when they're sure. hot and when they have, you know, Hanley and, and Shipley and all those other mutants really going, I think that they're, like I, they're my dark horse team to give Maryland a run for their money, but that would have to be a national championship game matchup. Um, but I think Virginia, you know, would do fine there. I think that they would speed bag Rutgers. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that Cornell's still just a little too young. So I think that they would speed bag Cornell. Uh, Georgetown would be a tough one, but, but like, like, yeah, Virginia got fucked here. Virginia got fucked. I don't think there's two ways about it. I, I... I think this is the worst tournament in years. I, I said it already. I think that this is the worst tournament in as long as I can remember. I think this sets back the sport of lacrosse five years. Like the growth of the sport so, is stunted because of because of fucking Donna and what she pulled on tonight's broadcast. Yes and no. I also think that maybe this will propel the sport because I think that this was such a dog shit job by the committee that now moving forward, they have to blow up the process. The like the RPI has to be gone. Like they have to figure out a different way to do this. But they didn't even follow the RPI, which is why I don't understand. Like the, the Ivies were the biggest people that are saying RPI, RPI, RPI. But if you're going by strict RPI, you're looking at should Brown be in? Duke was above Brown in the RPI. Notre Dame was above Harvard and uh, Ohio State. So like, what did they really base it off of? This is where I'm like, what, what do you guys want to go with? The RPI or the eye test? Like, it, it's, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. And, I, and this is my, my time. My time, I'm calling a timeout on the play. My other quick take was they, this is a total makeup job for the Ivies. I think that the NCAA feels like the Ivies got shafted by, like, their, like their, by their universities, by their schools, how they had to miss, like, two years, basically. So I think this is, like, a makeup job. Like, hey, we, we know you guys missed some gears of lacrosse. We know these are, like, the, the last you guys need some good memories of your college experience. So hey, we'll we'll throw you a bone. And we'll throw six of you guys in there. So like I think this is a just like total shaft job. They're like we're gonna fuck the ACC. And we're gonna help out the Ivies. Um, I'm pissed. Yeah, hold, hold up, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to chirp at uh at a, at a cello here on Twitter a little bit just to stir the pot. Um, what's he saying about Notre Dame? What's he uh, saying about the ND job? Well, he, he says that I feel bad for all the programs. Corrigan is going to have to absolutely shit kick in February now. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be tough because Notre Dame doesn't really play many games in February. And that's I, that's that's what's fucking them right now. I also have – just like I think that Notre Dame might not – like if we could schedule as a program, as a Notre Dame program and a Notre Dame booster myself, if we could program like schedule more games in May, I think that we would. But the fact that you have to play in – that like warehouse with the lights. It's not really their home field. It's not at all a lot of, they probably don't want to play that many games. I think that's like a take with Corgan's like, Hey, we can't play too many games in there. Like we don't always have intimate engage. We usually struggle in the past with goalies seeing the ball in there. So we need more games at our lot in May, April. Uh, who wants to play? Who wants to play Notre Dame towards the end of the year? Nobody, nobody. Uh, you got Vermont Manhattan beating Maryland in the first round. Look, are we talking bracket now? I'm, I'm just switching the subject. I'll say bit. this. 
I'll say this. Krebs, Krebs, we saw what he could do with Duke. I think that I think that Vermont won't give them a game. I think that everyone will talk about that being a game, but like Manhattan does have the goaltending to make it like a uh, Detroit Mercy Notre Dame game where we've talked about like the three quarters were like, holy shit, like can Manhattan do this? And then all of a sudden it's 2010. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm, you know exactly it. what I'm saying? Like at yeah. halftime, it's like eight, seven. And then all of a sudden the final score is 23 to 10. You're like, what happened? I mean, Mar- Maryland is known to have those like tough starts in the, in the first half of a, of a tournament. Like they yeah. had that one against like Robert Morris a couple years ago. Um, but again, I, I think that's more like, Maryland just knowing that they're gonna speed bag a team and they're Looking like, ahead. Hey, like let, let's let well no like let's let's make this a tight like John Tillman like has to be able to give some halftime speeches to like rally the boys around because he doesn't want to get rusty on his halftime speeches so if you have a shitty first half he can like really really get those speeches going so that he's primed and ready to go for Memorial Day weekend if they just go out and like they beat Vermont and Manhattan, like they're up by like 10 goals by the end of the first quarter. Like, what's he going to say when he goes into the halftime? Like, all right, boys, like, let's just, uh, you know, keep snapping the ball around and get out of here, you know? So (laughs) sometimes you have to, you have to let the coaches get their, uh, their, get their speeches off. Um, Trying to think like any of these matchups. All right. So who do you think? Yeah. Who do you think in those top eight, who do you put on upset alert? Rutgers. <laughs> yeah. Let me, see, let, me, let me pull up the bracket Which, just in front of me. I lost for a second. All right. So I'm going. Why is the, they put up the woman's bracket? They pinned the woman's bracket. I got to find the bad, bad podcasting. Uh, where, who has the bracket it, up? Uh, well, so you can. Uh, here, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the NCAA LAX uh, Twitter account. I'm there. What the fuck? Just hit you with it in the chat. Um, yeah, I mean, the Harvard over Rutgers one would be tough because, like, I, I want to shit on the committee for putting Harvard in the tournament to begin with, but then I also want to shit on the committee for giving Rutgers a six seed and also putting in three Big Ten teams. So, like, regardless of who wins that game, it's – I mean, the, like, it's it, it, damned if you do, damned if you don't for the committee in that one. Um I think that the, I think one a hot take. I think every seeded team has to be on up, like besides Maryland, and I'd say Georgetown. Every single team has to be put on an upset alert. I think every single team's beatable. I will say Harvard's not playing at home. Harvard not playing at home. That was an interesting call for the committee to put them in the first place because I don't think they realized like if Harvard was seeded, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. They, they think that Harvard could win a game at home, get get like get the chips going, make it to the quarterfinals, but they're not playing at home. So you basically, this is Rutgers' best chance at beating Harvard. Um, just by principle alone, I'm taking Harvard. I think that Richmond-Penn is a very unique matchup. I think Richmond's playing their best ball of the year. They've had some, they had some tough games at the beginning of the year. But if, when Penn gets sloppy with it, I think Richmond could, could – I mean, we saw them clearing the – UNC was struggling to clear the ball against them in the beginning of the year. I know, like, UNC and Penn are far different programs right now, like teams, but – Richmond could put Penn on upset. I mean, R- Richmond's always one of those gritty teams where like, you're gonna have to, you, you're not, if, if you make mistakes against them, they're going to stick around. They're going to make it hard on you. Um, yeah. And like, we've seen Penn get real sloppy in their clear game. 
Uh, I don't know if that's, you know, just because of, you know, some 10 mans that they faced or whatever. Um, I mean, they figured it out in the Ivy League championship game against Yale. Like it took them, you know, a little this bit. This is over. their best game. Yeah. But like, but early in the game, they couldn't figure out how to clear the ball yeah. for shit. And like, I don't know, maybe some people want to blame it. Maybe it was a little windy uh, in, in Providence, but even still like the, the clear game was a little sloppy, um, you know, and they will get to some points where I don't know, maybe they'll just like force the crease a little bit too much. So, I mean, Penn has the ability to be really good and they also have the ability to play very mediocre and if you you know if you let richmond hang around while you're playing mediocre ball for too long then you find yourself yeah you you find yourself in a dogfight in the fourth quarter um i mean saint joe maybe this is just the philly bias in me but saint joe's um i mean they're playing phenomenal lacrosse they're gonna win a ton of face-offs uh I, I don't have weather.com up right now, so I don't know what the, uh, you know, what the temps are going to be like in New Haven. Nice. Um, but, you know, like, let's say like, you know, warm day and, you know, your that defense is going to have to be playing a lot more uh, just because of the amount of possessions that St. Joe's going to get. Like, that's not, that's not a super, super easy one for, for Yale to have to start off with. I don't think so at all. I mean, they just took Penn to overtime. I mean, I know that game probably means a little bit more, but how can you say it means like, you know, like because of Philly rivalry or like the, in, in their inner city, but this is the NCAA tournament. So like, and, and yeah, yeah. Like I know you're like, and, and it's, their, that, it's, their, it's their first time in the tournament. So I think that that's like, I want to pick every single unseated team. I'm not kidding. If we're just going through it, I like Virginia over Brown. I said, I kind of like BU over Princeton. I don't want to pick it, but I will just for the sake of the argument. St. Joe's over Yale, Richmond over Penn, Harvard over Rutgers, Ohio State over Cornell. I, I, want, I want to do that. I don't, I don't, I probably won't do that. I'll probably look at it with a straight and narrow mind um, in a couple of days, but I think it's, a, it's the most possible it's been. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see it totally out of the picture where we get four unseated teams going home four, four or five. I think we, we could definitely see go home in the first weekend. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, again, just, like, I, 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 I really, yeah, I, I, I like, I want Brown over Virginia. Like I, I don't want, like, I, I, I don't know. Like Lars is a nice guy, but like, I, I don't want him going back to Brown and then getting a win. Um, so like, but I BU over Princeton would love to see uh, St. Joe's over Yale, obviously as a Philly guy would love to see. I, I, I need, I need Penn to keep going because we need to get as many. Uh, I mean, we could get two Philly teams in the final four because Philly's the lax capital of the world um, would love Harvard over Rutgers because I'll never want anything good to happen for Rutgers ever uh ohio state over cornell that's tough that's a tough one i mean that that that's a that's a toss-up for me um now has the big had, that, now, had, had had that been notre dame versus cornell dick kicking dick kicking that's damn um, trying... yeah so o- ohio state well, yeah. So we, I was going to say we've, we've already had that matchup before this year. Um, and it was uh, it was it was Cornell with a 14 11 win. 
and that was but and that was also at in Ithaca. So mm-hmm. I mean we we could see Cornell go down for sure. Did uh, uh did did you happen to catch just talking about going back to the Brown? I meant to bring up this point. Did you happen to catch uh a, a famous goalie on the broadcast, Quint Kesnick, what he said about Brown? He he referred to Terriel as the people's goalie. So now you just have to think that maybe he jinxed it. Yeah. He might have ruined it. I just, you know, if you're th- if you're thinking like who should I pick in this game, just know that Quint might have ruined the moment. Yeah, I mean, if, if Quint's on the call for that game, you're gonna you're gonna hear it a million times. Um, and and that might be just just one too many. Uh, I, 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 I noticed that he also threw in NASCAR offense when talking NASCAR, about Rutgers. Oh my god. In, in, I mean, I, I, I don't even think that the words Rutgers had fully left his lips yet before he mentioned the NASCAR offense. I think he like mistook his words when he's talking about NASCAR and Rutgers. He's like, oh, NASCAR University, they run the Rutgers offense. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're one and the same. Um, yeah, but I. Do you have any. Who, it's, so, it's, should we do the. Should we just do who, who you think is going to make the final four? Like, what do you think the final four will be? Uh, I mean, I, I have I have two that would be like like chaos that I would love to see, which, you know, what, one of those would be, um, you know, St. Joe's and Penn making it, but I, I don't think that that's that realistic. Um, but just the Philly guy in me wants to see that the, the most chaotic that I would want is an all Ivy final. Oh, I mean, give me, give me Brown, Yale, Penn and Cornell. You think Brown, if they beat Virginia has any shot against Maryland Brown, if, uh, no shot no no i I, so just not as deep you know like no i agree here's where i'm at nobody is i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick virginia to beat maryland just just based off my history with maryland and like virginia i just have to root for virginia if maryland does beat virginia they're gonna win the national championship like i don't think there's any like I don't see it happening in any other way, but I think I see the way I'm seeing the board right now. I like St. Joe's in the final four. I like St. Joe's in the final four. I like Virginia in the final four. I like Georgetown in the final four. And I, I want to say I like the winner of Penn Richmond. Yeah. I mean, I like, I, I think, I think that Penn Maryland would be a really good matchup in the final. Um, honestly, like looking at it right now, like I'd, I'd probably go. So, like I said, like, I, I think, I think that there, we're going to see a lot of, uh, seeded teams go down in that first weekend, but at the same time, I'm probably also just going to go chalk to the final. Like, <laughs> I, I think, I think Maryland, I think Maryland, Yale, Penn, Georgetown would be a good, a good final four. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I seriously think the spreads in a bunch of these games are going to be Minus one and a half. I can't see any being more than like three. No, besides, you know, the Maryland game. Um, yeah, Georgetown too. Yeah. Even Georgetown. Georgetown, if they get Delaware, like that's not a uh, – Delaware is a dangerous team in my opinion. Yeah, they I mean, can... you, you got a defense that makes it, makes it hard for guys early on in the game, then they have to start questioning themselves a little bit. Um but I don't know. I think I think that team's 
I think between the combination between Kevin Warren and Jack Rowlett on the sideline, like there's yeah. just way too much juice on that team to ever uh, not just keep going. So a lot of juice I on the also, sideline. I could also see at some point if the Georgetown defense or someone gets injured or something, Rowlett does one of those uh, bench warmer situations where he gives the ref the the thing with the crayon. It's like I am tw- I am twelve. I, yeah. yeah, I, I am, am, co- I, am 20, I am college. Yeah. I am college student at Georgetown. <laughs> He's, he's using yeah. his COVID year. Yeah. And like everyone's just like, oh, yeah, he is a UNC guy. So I guess him playing at Georgetown now does make sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess, I mean, listen, like I, I would honestly, it's not crazy to see Maryland, St. Joe's, Penn, Georgetown. But I, I but love I, the St. Joe's I, team. I, yeah. I love the St. Joe's team. They were, they were good last year. They, Lost to Bryant in that championship. Uh, they're finally getting in. Like I, I'm kind of falling in love with this Joe's team. And I look. I think that. I think that if they beat Yale, you know that I, I just feel like that Princeton defense, like just Ivy defenses in general, have just shown to be susceptible, high scoring games. And you know yeah. Zach Cole is a difference maker. So. I mean, so St. Joe's, they're three goals away from being undefeated this year. So they lost early in February, uh, 12-11 to Delaware. Mm-hmm. Um, then they lost they, they lost a tough one uh, beginning of March to Drexel, 18-17. But again, that, that's, a, that's a Philly rivalry game. So <laughs> can, can always go. Can always go either. Yeah, it, it, it just means more. Uh, and then they lost that one goal game to Penn. So three losses on the year all of them by just one goal. Um, they win faceoffs. They've got just, just what you watch this game. So th- Pat Clemens, you watch out for Pat Clemens on defense for St. Joe's. And I, I don't know whether he's going to be on Brandau or if he's going to be on lions or if he, I don't know who he's going to be on, but whoever, whatever offensive player on Yale draws that Pat Clemens matchup, he is going to get clamped down uh, the entire day. So watch out. That's, that's a name to look out for Pat Clemens. Uh, yeah. And, and then, I mean, they, they've got guys who not only score, but they love to get fancy with their finishes. I don't know if anyone's seen, uh, you know, just any of the goals that they put out on, on social, like yeah. just kids who love to just get extra disrespectful with it. Um, so I, I think that they can, they can run up the score a little bit and, and keep up with Yale. And then since they only lose by one goal, like they're going to be in it the entire time. So why not? I don't think, I think that also, you know, the, 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 the game within the game between St. Joe's and Yale, Yale likes to talk their shit. I think that St. Joe's likes to talk their shit right back. Um, I think they're like a mid-major that talks like a high-profile program. So I think that, you know, like you start letting them believe that they can win the game. You let them get up by a goal or two, they'll, they'll start letting it fly. And it's uh, that's, yeah. probably, that's probably the game I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Yeah. And I mean, like there's, I mean, I, I guess like you can talk about, yeah, well, it's, it's St. Joe, it's their first time in the tournament and then they're going up against Yale who, you know, we all know Yale's success in the NCAA tournament over the last few years, obviously besides the ones where they weren't playing. Um, but I mean, Taylor Ray is like an incredible coach. He's been there for a while now. Um, you know, he, he's done, done a great job with that program over there. So it's like, yeah, this is their first time in the tournament, but it's not like, 
I don't know. I think like I I don't see Taylor Ray not having his team ready for this one, like just because it's the first time that they're playing in this situation. Yeah. Also, besides like the fi- besides when you get to the final four, it's mostly like these first weekends, these first weekend games, and then the quarterfinal games. They're just like reg- it's just regular ball for the most part. You know, you got the yeah. I mean, it's it's in three yeah. days at the final four. That's when you're like, how does coaching come into play? But for the most part, this is just another game. Well, there's well, nothing, it's, there's no tournament. No, it's it's a tournament game, but it's not like the NCAA tournament in basketball where you play two games in four days in the first weekend. It's not like the Final Four where you play Saturday and then Monday. So, like, you don't have to play too many players. You have your normal lineups for the most part. Um, obviously, like the weather comes into play with how hot's it going to be on that turf, especially um, how many subs will you have to go, how deep's your roster. But I feel like St. Joe's is low key pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, just the, the biggest difference is just like if you lose, your season's done. But at the same time, all these mid-major teams, that's what they've been playing in their conference tournament. It's like if you don't win your conference tournament, you're not yeah, going – you're, you're not getting into the NTA tournament anyway. So it's like they, they've been playing – like their last two games for in the NEC, NEC tournament have been, listen, we either win this Do one or like there's no chance that we're playing in the, in the rest of May. Um yeah, I, I I think that that's that's going to be a really good matchup. I think that the the Penn Richmond game, I think that that's going to be a great game. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that all all these games are going to be good. So like at the end of the day, it's like, listen, did Notre Dame get fucked? Yeah, they shafted. got shafted. They got shafted so ridiculously hard. No lube whatsoever. Uh, did Duke get fucked to a degree? Sure, I, I think that you can make the argument that Duke over Ohio state or Harvard. I, I, I don't think that it, it had to have been Duke, but I think you can make the argument. I think that it had to have been Notre Dame. The fact that Notre Dame is out absurd. The fact that Duke is out, you can make the argument that they could be in. Um, but regardless of those situations that the selection committee fucked on, we're still going to get some really good first round games. Yeah. I mean, uh- it's still postseason lacrosse. It's still going to be an awesome time. We might see some non-perennial programs get into the Final Four, which will be cool for the sport. Hopefully it's not Rutgers or we'll be eating grass. But it's just I, – I can't listen to anyone talk about the fucking RPI seriously if you're leaving out the number eight team and there's three teams behind Duke in the first place. Like, if you're going to say if – if you're looking at the RPI, okay, Duke's at eight, you, they don't get in, and then Notre Dame should be in above them, so – I'm just, I'm honestly like so heated, so like very, very mad. I don't think I'll be able to go to bed tonight. Um, it's I'm just disappointed for the sport of lacrosse and Irish fans everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it does suck that we're not going to be able to watch more Pat Cav this this year. Um, it, it, I mean, dude, I like say- a- anybody who watched that that Notre Dame Duke game on Saturday. At Arlotta, the hill was packed. The weather was beautiful. The game was, you know, back and forth early, and then Notre Dame just started to to really turn it on there towards the end. Like that game was sick. That was that was a tournament game. You could feel it. You could sense it, and everything about that game was awesome. And then the fact that neither team gets in at the end is just like what? Like what was the point of that? I thought we called it a playoff game last last episode. We called it the first playoff game because it's a winner go home, basically. It's Turns very it's, it's very yeah. disappointing. Notre Dame calling it right now. Front runners next year. 
yeah, again, they just need to schedule some more games, I guess. Or just the committee needs to decide to watch some lacrosse next year. That would also be beneficial. Um, you, you got any other any other take? Did you say who who you like in your final four? Yeah, I like. I'll, I'll, I'll probably change it up next episode, but just like right off the bat, when I'm talking myself into these, I do like Virginia because I just I like Virginia, Virginia St. Joe's. Georgetown, and then I like the winner of Penn Richmond. So I'll be safe and just say Penn because I went with St. Joe's. Okay. All right. Um, you, you you got anything else you need to get off your chest here? Fuck you, Donna. You piece of shit. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I had Twitter fingers going. I I might have to do something wild for for the Notre Dame guys. It's like I just want the Notre Dame people out there to know that I will do anything for the team. Like. Corgan, let me know what you need me to do. I know my role. I, I can hunt down Donna. I could be like, show me the film, show me the, show me the stats. Um, I just want some answers. I want some answers at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And end of the day, the selection committee is a joke. Um, this was this was an atrocity. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess uh, better luck next year. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we dive. Make sure you guys are following us on uh, socials as well at the crease dive on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And really listen, you guys heard the pain and sadness in Dukes's voice tonight. Do him a massive favor. Go ahead over to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure that you're watching the goalie challenge between Duke Dukes and uh, Will Perry. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know who has access to youtube.com to subscribe. And uh, yeah, low to high till the day we die. We out. I'm